is the year. This is the year of getting it together and doing what you do best. Hustling, taking care of business, and taking care of your community. Join us for JMT Media's podcast, where we interview everyone from the community to small businesses to elected officials who are changing policy that matters for our community. Hi, everyone. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Today, we have a special segment for you on Community Corner, a Wonder Woman Wednesday, a dynamic and just a passionate woman. Um, many of you know that Community Corner started off probably about three and a half weeks ago. Uh, we wanted to provide resources to the small business community, to our nonprofits, to our neighbors, and immediately at the front line, we were able to reach out to Senator Diane Savino's office. And so a few weeks back, we had the Deputy Chief of Staff, Brandon Patterson, on um, to talk about the resources that were available. But a lot has happened in the past three weeks. And so I wanted to bring on an amazing force to be reckoned with, a uh, community advocate and just a good woman, just a really, really great woman. Um, so our only guest for today on this Wonder Woman Wednesday is Senator Diane J. Savino. So Senator Diane, are you there? Hey, Jacqueline, I am here live and in person. <laughs> live and in person. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, we are super proud and privileged to have you. I know you've been super busy. Um, working with state, city, local nonprofits. And so for the folks that are tuning in this morning, because this is a very, very special segment, can you talk to us about what your role is um, being the, a New York State Senator and uh, what's going on? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, Jacqueline. You know, in these incredibly complicated and trying times, um, we're seeing, you know, how important uh, local government is and state government working together with our healthcare delivery system and our first responders and and our nonprofits to try and provide uh, continuity and information for people in probably what is one of the most uh, frightening periods in modern history. You know, I've been in the Senate now. This will be 16 years, uh, and I've been working for government for it'll be 30 years this September. You know, starting my original career as a child protective service worker. Um, and I've been involved in government now for the, the most complicated, problematic um, issues. Post 9-11, Hurricane Sandy, and now this pandemic. And it, for many of us who have lived through these experiences, it's as if, you know, Sandy and 9-11 all wrapped up into one. Uh, and the effects it's having on communities and, and people and our healthcare delivery system. And it it's almost... Uh, frightening because it feels like there's no end to it. And I think that's really what's contributing to the anxiety that people have, whether it's health related or financially related, if you're a small business, if you're a restaurant, if you lost your job, it just seems like this is not ending. Uh, and I and I think that one of the most important roles for people like myself and my other colleagues in government is to try and get people answers to questions they have and solutions to the problems they are, and also recognize that this will end. And other issues are going to continue, and we still have to plan for those uh, eventualities about the future of Staten Island or, or Brooklyn and what it's going to look like in a new post-pandemic world. Yeah, you know, it's it's been an interesting time to see the transition of a lot of small businesses, restaurants, and nonprofits 
um, really taking to social media to put out and transition what their product or services, their programming. Um, I know that the, you know, Staten Island as a whole, the nonprofit sector, and even on the medical side, earlier this week, we had um, Alex Lutz, the director of marketing from Richmond University Medical Center, talk about that Staten Island is a giving island. Um, and so there's certain parameters. He's like, yes, we need those 10,000 masks, but there's certain things um, as far as the quality of the mask, because they still have to be approved for patients right. and for staff. And so I know that you've been extremely um, supportive and helpful with some of the students that partnered with Youth Build Staten Island, Skate Park 5050, and uh, Assembly 3D to create these masks, these face masks that are certainly needed on the island. Well, th there's no doubt uh, that Staten Islanders are particularly generous people. Again, we saw it post 9-11 uh, that led to the creation of one of the most successful charities, uh, the Tunnel to Towers organization. We saw it post Hurricane Sandy when people reached into their pocket. Uh, if they had $10, they gave five to people, to families who were affected. That's just the nature of what Staten Islanders are like. So we were not surprised to see, you know, Skate Park 5050 partner with Youth Build, partner with um, Makerspace to create um, masks for people to protect them. And they're doing it, uh, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, quite honestly. They're recognizing that there are gaps in our personal protection equipment supply chain out there and that it's not just hospitals and, and healthcare providers that need it. It's our first responders. So we saw them provide masks to all the firehouses across Staten Island. We're going to see them deliver protective equipment to, you know, group homes and other, other entities that can't access the supply chain because the, the greatest need, of course, is our healthcare providers. But other people are also interacting with vulnerable populations and they need support too. Absolutely. Um, we just received a, a comment uh, from Christopher Campbell saying, good morning, Senator Diane Savino. So everybody wants to say good morning to well, you. Good morning. Thank popular. You. popular. <laughs> um, so can we talk about some of the, the resources? You know, there was a stimulus package that was rolled out. We have SBA, Chamber of Commerce, SIEDC um, bombarding us, but I say that in a positive way with um, an ancillary of information. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about some of the, the main features or highlights or resources that we should make sure that we pay attention to? Well, it, it's, it's a couple of things. So first, uh, earlier this month or earlier last month, I should say, on the state uh, enacted a paid sick days policy to provide paid sick days to individuals who were either uh, subject to a, a mandatory or precautionary quarantine, uh, trying to figure out how we get people who could potentially be sick out of the workforce before we went to a full shutdown. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, the state has created um, disaster unemployment. Now here's the challenge. Uh, many of our, our, our systems, our technology systems are outdated. Uh, and unfortunately, we're seeing the vulnerabilities of our information delivery system right now. So if you're an individual who is unemployed and you are trying to access the unemployment system, you are hitting a wall, literally and figuratively. Uh, last week, as you pointed out, the federal government enacted the $2 trillion um, bailout for uh, states and local governments, including disaster employment, disaster assistance unemployment, which extends beyond people who are considered employees in New York State to include independent contractors, some of our what we call gig workers, 
Um, there's a lot of people who are what they call 1099 employees. They are now eligible for an enhanced unemployment, but they still have to funnel through the state's unemployment system. And we are uh, hitting a wall on that. So in, in recognition of that, uh, yesterday, the governor's office announced that Google is partnering with the New York State Department of Labor. They have now installed five new servers, and they're going to begin to move these process, these cases much more quickly. However, if people are having a hard time accessing the unemployment system, please notify my office. We have uh, the opportunity to help you resolve those problems. We're, we're collecting information from individuals. We can go into the system and help you process it and get you a date. We may not be able to get you your money today, but get you in line to receive your money. If you are affected, you are entitled to be paid back to the date of unemployment because the state is waiving the seven-day waiting period. So for unemployment, please, if you're having a problem, reach out to my office uh, and we will help you. My office is operational. Uh, we may not be there, but we can certainly work remotely. Phone calls are going to my staff. Uh, emails are coming to us directly. And we're trying to address individual concerns as quickly as we possibly can. Now, on the on the small business side, uh, as, as you reported, I think, in your last uh, Facebook Live event, that's what we're calling it. Uh, the small business, the small business SBS is uh, processing applications for small businesses for, uh, I think, the interest-free loans mm -hmm. up to $75,000. Uh, so that information is already out there. But now we have a new program that the federal government has created. It's called the Paycheck Protection Program for Small Business Owners. Uh, that one is even more complicated than any of the others, but uh, we have information available if people want to reach out to us to help them navigate that. The key is there are banks that were uh, requested to participate in this. If your bank is not one of them, you may have a specific problem that we may have to try and help you solve. But I'm going to share all of the links and contact information with you, Jacqueline, if you could put it out there. And then, of course, we will be posting it on social media and posting it on Twitter so that people know where they can go to get information. In this business right now, information is like gold. Mm -hmm. And for people who are struggling and waiting and trying to get an answer to their uh, to their problems, if you can just point them in the right direction and help them solve it, that's 90% of the problem. Absolutely. The say. I, I love that we're able to contact your office. So for folks that are watching, if you are unemployed or you're considered what they call a gig worker, you still can apply for the unemployment benefits. But if you have any issues, we'll make sure that on our recap after the show that we put all the information. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting because yesterday we just made the announcement through our email newsletter. There's literally probably close to 200 pages of content that our team has deciphered through because as a small business, you know, you really don't have the time to go through one link and it takes you down a rabbit hole. So. Uh, we actually put together a quick two-page PDF of the 12 programs. As of right now, there's officially 12 programs that are out there, including how to apply, what are your qualifications, and all the deadline stuff. So we'll make sure that we um, share that, but absolutely. Um, Senator, I know that you know we want to wrap up because we want to be mindful of the governor's office, the mayor's office, and the president's office doing their press conferences. But is there anything that you want to relay to the folks at home that are watching, just because I think um, this is probably one of the first times, aside from um, Staten Island Borough President Jimmy Otto, um, that we've seen 
an elected official. So I appreciate you being visible, being out there. And, um, you know, we're starting to see our city council members posting information, which we're really excited about. But is there anything that you want to put out there? Because we really appreciate you taking the extra time this morning to sit with us. But thank you, Jacqueline. I mean, there, I would say the most important message I want to deliver, and it's not just for myself, it's on behalf of, uh, of just about everybody, especially our healthcare and first responders. People, you got to stay home. I know this feels like it's interminable. And for some, it, it feels like it's, it might be an overreaction. It's not. Uh, we are we are only going to be able to move past this and get through this if we observe the protocols. Every one of us has a role to play. I'm a state senator. My job is to disseminate information to people. Jacqueline, you're a media professional. Your job is to help make sure people have what they need. There are doctors, there are nurses, there are firefighters, there are cops, there are MTA workers. They all have a role to play. But every one of us, the most important thing we can do is don't spread the disease. And the way we do that is we stay home. We make sure that if we do go out, we limit our exposure to other people, wash your hands six feet apart. And I think the state um, the commissioner of health said it best. Let's stay apart so we can be together later. That's the only way we're going to beat this disease. Well, thank you, guys. Y'all heard it straight from Senator Diane Savino's mouth. Stay at home. Be diligent. Um, again, thank you so much, Senator Diane Savino, for joining us this morning. We will make sure that we distribute all the information that your team sends to us. Um, and for those folks at home, stay tuned because we have tons of information as we're going through our wonderful Women Wednesday. Tonight, we're featuring uh, Sirius XM radio host and DJ Vinny Madunio at 5 p.m. to do a JMP Media Takeover, as well as next week, we have Alfred Cerullo that's going to be on, which we're really excited about. Um, so anyhow, for everyone at home watching, thank you so much. And again, please stay home so we can see each other once again. Thank you right. so much, and y'all have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Happy holidays.